Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I write books and blog and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's all based out of my website, A Slob Comes Clean. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 335, and I am going to call it, I think, Things Gardening is Teaching slash Reminding Me About Decluttering. And also before we get started, I just wanted to make sure you know that Take Your House Back, the course that I do with Dawn from Minimal Mom and Cass from Clutterbug is open for registration. Like, so if you've missed it before, this is a great time to jump on in and get involved in the course. Okay. I'll talk more a little bit about it at the end of the podcast. So a couple years ago, I actually have no idea how long ago, uh, I did a podcast where I talked about what I learned about decluttering when I went to an archaeological dig. So my family and I, I won't go into all that because it's a whole podcast and there's a post about it, but my family and I went to do an archaeology dig for a week. Like we were the grunt workers and it was literally within a week after I had finished writing Decluttering at the Speed of Life. And so decluttering was top of mind for me and we were scraping dirt and all that. So it just had a lot of parallels that it made me think about uh, and people responded well to that. And one of the reasons I'd hesitated sometimes on that kind of thing and the reason I hesitate on the gardening thing is I'm like, not everybody gardens, but people seem to like people, meaning you, y'all seem to like the archaeology one. And I'm guessing that less than 7% of my audience is made up of archaeologists. I'm just kidding. There might be three of y'all at the very most. Anyway, <laughs> that was a joke. I hope it came across, but whatever. Anyway, um, so I'm talking about gardening because I'm learning about gardening. I know y'all know that because you've been listening to my podcast and you've heard me talk about asparagus way too much, uh, but it, it's just a new experience. And because I think in terms of decluttering and because I teach about decluttering all the time, they're just things that come to my mind. And I'm like, yes, this is the same principles. These are the same principles, sorry. But that makes sense. Because what I always say about what I teach with decluttering is not that I have invented something new. I have not come up with something. I have just broken down reality. I have just taken actual reality-based facts and explained them in a way that hopefully well, it works for me and it works for a lot of other people. I have put them into a process. Okay. I'm not going to teach you a gardening process, but I am going to say the things that I see in gardening just remind me so much of decluttering principles because they're just facts of life, right? I mean, it's just the way reality goes. And so there are a lot of similarities. All right. So a uh, couple things. First of all, there is a lot of power in defining the room in decluttering. 
This is something that I did not used to do because I don't like to be limited by options. I like to keep my options open, except that sometimes keeping your options open is the reason that you feel overwhelmed. I mean, that was my case, right? I remember going to college, knowing exactly what I was going to do when I finished college. And then the last year of college going, what was it? I can't even remember because there were all these options of things that I could do, directions I could go. And it was just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, and yet I didn't learn anything from that when it came to my house. And I was always saying, well, this is my sewing area slash craft area slash blah, blah, blah. You know, anyway, I learned a lot that there is a lot of value in giving a name to the room, giving a definition to the space. Even if other things get done there too, just saying this is what this space is for, picking one, it really makes the whole entire process easier. So for example, I used to call it my game room slash office slash guest room and never made any progress, you know, because it just was jumbled and it was, there was all kinds of things could go in that room. Well, once I chose to call it my game room, even though people still stayed in there, even though I still did office work in there, calling it the game room, then just cleared up so many problems as far as knowing what should and shouldn't be in that room. So it just made it a lot easier. Anyway, so how does that apply in gardening? Well, I mean, there's the obvious, right? There's like, this is the space of the garden. Now, I do have to say that I don't have any advice to give on gardening. And part of that is because I'm fully aware that I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm very lucky, fortunate, blessed, whatever, to have a very large garden. I basically just tilled up, we rented a tiller and tilled up the garden that existed. Like this was the garden that the people who'd lived here before had had for probably 40 years. So it already had barbed wire around it to keep the cows out. It already you know, was defined. And I was like, okay, this is it. Okay. Now, is it possible that maybe I shouldn't have said, I'm going to do that whole entire garden that somebody who's been doing this for 40 years has, and instead should have gone with a little bit smaller, maybe, but I'm not giving gardening advice. I'm just saying, you know, I defined the space. This is the space that we're going to have, but here's, here's where the room definition thing, the, the parallel that I'm seeing that I wish I would have maybe understood a little bit before I started gardening. And that, um, where it just reminds me how important it is to uh, define the room. Y'all, I cannot remember where I planted what. I mean, like I sort of remember. I took pictures. I wrote on the pictures. But as far as like the actual, this is exactly where this row started and ended. I think this is it. I don't, you know, anyway, so, and now that I'm into the, the pro, not so much once it really starts growing, I can kind of see, but like, when there were certain things that needed to be planted later. And I was like, I can't remember exactly where this thing that planted a week ago and still hasn't sprouted. I don't actually remember. Anyway, so defining the room, the row and the room, it makes me realize, okay, there's a lot of value in that. And it reminds me of the decluttering principle, which is the reason that you're here, that there's a lot of value to know where to stop, where to end. It's the container concept, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Also, one of the biggest things that helped me finally change my home was accepting reality, right? I talk all the time about container concept being every space in my home is a limit. It's a defined amount of space. If I try to keep more than I can in that space, it's never going to work. Like 
keeping more than I can actually fit in my space usably, okay, not stuffed, usably, means I'm doomed before I start, right? Like it's not going to work. It's not possible to have a home that's under control and have more stuff than can fit in your space. Where does that fit in with gardening? Well, this is just one of those things I'm learning. I'm like, there's just reality. And I I kind of knew this, like I, I kind of, because, but I'd never gardened before. And so I had to learn it from experience. But like, you know, when I started looking into things, it's like, there's all these things of rules and are you in zone blah, blah, blah. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, I still don't know what zone I'm in. But you know, like there's certain dates where you can start planning things. And if you try to do something that doesn't fit within these boundaries, these natural boundaries, it's not going to work. And so it's helpful to embrace reality. It is so incredibly helpful to accept the limitations of, of what you're actually doing here, what I'm actually doing here. Okay. And as I do that, even though in the beginning, yes, it feels like I'm being limited, but I don't want to do that. I want this now and I want to eat this kind of vegetable at this time. But that's just not reality. It's just not how things work. I mean, things grow at certain times and that is out of my control. The space that I have is the space that I have. And I can't just keep moving into bigger houses because I want to keep more stuff. Like we're all going to be happier if we just accept the realities that we're dealing with. And that is the container concept. And so fighting the truth of the container concept is just going to make you miserable and feel like a failure. But if you embrace the realities of the limitations of the space that you have, you're going to be so much happier and better off. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I am so excited about my new digital picture frame from Aura. It is beautiful and it solves clutter problems. One frame that rotates so it lets me display lots of photos. There's a new photo every 10 minutes. I am seriously delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. Mom, I hope you're not listening because you are also getting an Aura frame for Mother's Day. I am going to customize the gift by preloading photos onto the frame. There's a super simple app that I can share with the 
whole family so they can add photos to my mom's frame too, anytime from wherever they are around the globe. I used the Aura app and I had everything set up for my frame in two minutes. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, I can't talk about the relationship between decluttering and gardening without talking about weeding. Y'all, I just have to say, weeds are jerks. They are rude and cruel and mean. And part of that is because they make you think that something's growing. And then you're like, wait a minute, there's a million of, and they come out of nowhere. And they just, y'all, same thing with clutter, right? I mean, like a flat surface with a couple of random things on it. It just grows, right? It just grows. Things just end up there. And the best way to prevent a pile up on a flat surface is to consistently do five minute pickups, right? Five minutes of picking up and putting away or throwing away three to five random things that have ended up on that surface over the last 24 hours is so much better, so much less of a headache than waiting until it's a humongous, huge pile. Because at that point, it's like, is this, is there even any point? Is it, it's this huge, huge project that makes you not even want to get started. Same thing with weeds. You know, I mean, that's the same thing. I probably feel like I should be switching, like telling you the weed thing first and then the, and then the clutter thing, but whatever. I mean, it's the same thing with weeds. If I will get out there every single day and weed a little bit, I am shocked, like literally shocked at how much of an impact it makes just to weed a little bit every day. Because I, I'll be honest, when I went out there, you know, we had tilled it. So it looked so great. It just looked so gardeny. And then I, I, planted some things and a few things just popped right up. And I was so proud. And onions, y'all, onions are cheating, I feel like, because they're actually already onions when you put them in the ground. And I guess they just grow bigger. I don't actually know. I'm like, are there more onions that appear underneath the ground? Whatever. But it just looks so pretty. Like you look out there and you're like, something's growing. I know I cheated. It's onions. But I felt so offended (laughs) and hurt when I went out there And like I had been out there within the past two days or day, really, I've been going out every single day, go out there and all of a sudden there's weeds everywhere. And I was like, no. And of course, then I looked up YouTube videos and was like, how do, anyway, I'm like, oh, that's what people hoe for. Y'all, I didn't even know that. I did not even know that hoes were for weeding. That what? Like, how did I not know this? I thought you had to pull every single one up by hand. And then I'm like, I got the right tools. Again, you have the right tools. And it helps you do the job so much more easily. What are the tools for decluttering? Your feet to take it there now, the trash bag and the donatable donate box. Okay. I don't need a bunch of fancy stuff, but I do need the right tools. Okay. And having the tools actually helps me, uh, you know, make progress. But anyway, but if I will do a small amount every single day, it's amazing how it doesn't get out of control in most spots. Okay. And I, I find myself working through the same exact process that I use when I'm decluttering. Like I, my brain, I start to feel overwhelmed and I say, no, Dana, do the trash first. Like do the things that are the easiest. To me, that's the stuff that I can hoe. And now a hoe, in case you are not 
gardening lingo proficient is why did I start the sentence? Because I have no idea how to describe what a hoe is. It's just a thing on a long stick with that. You know what it is. The rabbit in Winnie the Pooh always walked around with one. Anyway, so that's to me, that's the trash. It's like, I'm going to get the easiest stuff done in the biggest chunk that I can do. And no, I can't get right up next to my plants because I'm afraid I'm going to kill them if I do that. But it's amazing what happens psychologically to immediately see a difference, to immediately scrape away those easy weeds that are around things that that are just obviously trash. This is, there's nothing for me to like figure out or anything. It's all just right there. When I do that, the, the psychological impact of seeing that improvement so quickly keeps me going. And it helps me start to see what I'm dealing with. Then I'm like, okay, all right, well, I have to get down, you know, squat down here and pick these ones right by the plant that I'm actually trying to grow and not the weeds. But that's pretty quick, you know, okay. But also sometimes even that can be overwhelming. It's like, oh, I don't have time to go down this whole row and do all. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do five minutes. I'm going to do five minutes. It's worth it to me to do something, just do something. And it's amazing how much of, of a help that is. Now, I do have to stop right here and say that if you happen to come to my house and it's a day where maybe I, I'm just I'm just expecting myself to have weedier days than other days, whatever. But I am trying at this moment when I'm recording, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, you know, so you get the trash, the easy stuff, the duh out. Okay, that's the first three. Those are the first three steps of the the process. I'm not making any hard decisions, and once I do that, I'm so much more ready and able to see and understand what I'm dealing with here. What is it that I'm actually doing here? I can do that so much more easily when I have gone ahead and just done the easy stuff where instead my tendency is to look at the overall mess and go, this is too hard. And I'm like, Dana, do the trash, the easy stuff and the dust. So I apply that same thing to the weeds. Okay. Now here's a big decluttering truth that was a hard one for me. It was a hard one for me with clutter and stuff in my house. And now I'm seeing, oh, it's, this is still a hard one for me because this is hard in the garden too. And that is sometimes, I'm going to say sometimes, free stuff isn't as exciting as it seems at first. So I love free stuff, period. Um, I have talked a lot about my asparagus. I consider my asparagus free, even though we have mortgage, but, uh, because it was a patch started by someone else and it was a 20 year patch and it just grew asparagus and I cut it and we've been eating it and it's been lovely. I'm not talking about the asparagus, but I am talking about squash. So when we tilled the garden, there were maybe one or two, I guess, maybe more, I don't know, old dried up gourds that I think maybe were squash. Did y'all know? I did not know this. Maybe I said this last week or another week. I, I feel kind of dumb. I did not know that a lot of the vegetables that we eat are actually from the same plant, just harvested at different times. Did you know that? I'm still learning, so I don't have a lot of examples to give you, but like beans and green beans, I think those are the same plant. It's just that, you know, when they're green beans, they're green beans because they're green beans. 
right? My mind was completely blown by that. Anyway, so there were these gordy looking things that I now realize, I think those were actually old, dried up squash from their garden last year. Okay. And so we just ground them in with the tilling. I didn't go through and declutter them first. We just ground them in with the tilling. And then about two weeks later or a week later, I don't remember, we had these patches of things starting to sprout kind of before the things that I had actually planted. But we had these, pat, it was like five or six patches of sprouts. And they're kind of shaped like a squash. <laughs> like the patch itself is kind of shaped like a squash. So I'm like, I think those were from those being ground up. I'm assuming that the gourdish type thing is actually the older version of like an early squash, which is what you would actually probably eat. And I was like, oh my word, this is exciting because I had bought zucchini, but I wasn't going to plant, I mean, I wasn't going to plant squash. And then my husband was like, wait a minute, remember I like squash? And I was like, yeah, I don't remember that because I never buy it because I don't like it. But I was like, okay, well, well, you know, this is great. So I I am going to have some squash and he likes squash. And so, (laughs) so I was like, oh, look at all these. And then I, wait a minute, that's the space where I was going to plant my okra. And my okra is my thing that is the whole reason I want to have a garden because I love okra. And that was going to be my big okra section right there. And they're taken up. So I went, oh, I have to pull those up. But do you know what's painful to pull them up? Even though they were free, even though I never chose them, even though I didn't want them, it was hard to pull them up. Well, then it gets even more difficult as they, the ones that I left have gotten really lush looking, like kind of lusher than a lot of the other stuff in my garden. And I'm like, And I've had to, I've had to get rid of some of those for the things that we actually chose and do want. And we've still got squash and we're still going to have some, but I was just, it reminded me how with clutter, I get really hung up on, but I got that for free. How can I get rid of this thing that has value because it was free? It has value. It's growing. It's going to hopefully produce some squash and it was free. And yet I would get rid of it. What is wrong with me? And yet it was keeping me from being able to actually use the space for what I had intended it for. But because it was plopped in my lap, it felt wrong to get rid of it. It's not wrong to get rid of it. That's what I've had to realize. Now I I do have some squash. Okay. Have I made that clear? Like I'm leaving some of it, but I've gotten rid of a lot of it because that was not the intended purpose of this. We are not going to eat tons of squash. My husband's going to eat it. I'll choke some down, but the okra, that's my thing. That's my thing that I'm like, oh, I'm going to freeze it and I'm going to fry it and I'm going anyway, but there is such a mental hangup for me because it was free because it was free. I feel like I am being ungrateful to get rid of it. See parallels with decluttering. I I mean, like I, that's, that's a major issue that I have. I have had to realize just because something was free to me, if I don't like it, want it in my home, if it is taking up space of the things that I am purposeful about bringing into my home, it has to go. It's not just valuable because it was free to me. Like I don't have to place value on it because it was free to me. I'm not saying it's not hard. Okay. 
And, and also, you know, free stuff in the beginning, I was like, Oh, look at all this. Oh my goodness. You know, it's like so green and it's growing and this is cool. And look how it's in the shape of the actual squash. And that's so cool. And so in the beginning, it seems really free. And then you realize how much it's making other things harder and it it's just not as exciting, you know? So it's like, what do I think I would probably do if I had it to do over again, which I don't, I don't know. What would I probably do? Pick up the squash and throw it out into the field so that it doesn't produce this thing that, that I'm stressed out about in the future. Because the longer it's there, the lesser it gets, the harder it feels to get rid of it you know, because what if this thing I'm planning ends up being something that never grows, never produces anything. And yet this, oh, it looks like it's going to actually produce something, except it's something I don't actually like. I am keeping some for my husband. Don't get mad. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hard choices are hard, but they do have to be made. So the container concept, uh, as I mentioned before, is that spaces are finite. Every drawer is a container. Every shelf is a container. Every space in my home is a limit. And that helps me decide what needs to stay and what needs to go. Because if I have more in that space than will actually fit usably and get toably, then no, everything's clutter. You know, I mean, like I can't, I can't actually use that space. I can't function in my home. So um, when I look at it that way, then it helps me make those hard decisions. And I say, okay, this space is not functional if it's overstuffed with stuff. Okay. So instead I need to remove things until the point where it's functional and knowing that these are just facts. This is just the reality. This is how finite space works. It's not possible to be under control if there's more stuff than will fit in the space. Okay. As long as I accept that fact, then it helps me know what to get rid of. Okay. So it's not that I'm saying that out of all these pens that this one that still writes and is in a great color, I'm not saying it doesn't have value. I'm just saying that I only have room for this many pens. And so this one that I'm less likely to use is one that can go. Okay. So that's how I make those decisions. Well, did y'all know that there are several things that you plant and on the back of the little package, which I do have to read with my reading glasses because, oh my word, it's small. And in my mind, it's older people who garden. Shouldn't they just use bigger font on those? Anyway, um, I am older now. So don't be offended that I said that. I'm 48. Anyway, so I 
look at uh, the thing and it will say, it's like, okay, we'll plant them this far apart. And then it says, and I can't remember the exact words, but it's like, then when they are, what is the word? I know some of y'all know exactly what the word is, but it's basically like, you're going to pull some of them out. Some of them you're not even going to let get to full size. So it's like, plant them this far apart. And then I want to say purge, and I know that's not the word, but you're going to cull maybe, I don't know, you're going to pull out some of them. And so once they're actually growing, then they're only going to be this many apart because you're going to pull some out. That is just mean. That is like my Oh, my heart, because I'm like, what if I'm pulling? It looks, it looks like it's lesser, but what if I'm pulling the one that would have produced a zucchini? What if the one that I pulled was the one that, and yet I'm like, these are facts. If I don't do this, then none of them are going to be as usable. You know what I mean? I Like I'm assuming, I don't actually know. I'm assuming that it's because if they grow too close together, then they're not going to be able to be strong and do what they need to do and produce what they need to produce because they'd be too close together. But it's like some decluttering decisions are really hard. And sometimes I'm going to really second guess myself and make difficult decisions and get rid of things that I have a lot of what ifs about. But when I accept the reality that my house cannot be under control and I have more stuff in it than will actually fit. When I accept that reality and I just live by it and I say, this is facts, this is what I have to do, then I'm able to make those hard decisions because I'm basing them in the reality, okay? Where if I just go blah, 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 and I try to ignore reality, then bad things happen. You know, if I try to stuff more stuff into my house than can actually fit, then my house is out of control. That's bad. That's not what I want. That's the opposite of what I want. If I, you know, leave all of those there and don't cull them or whatever the word was, don't pull out the weakest of them, then none of them are going to produce or be what they're supposed to be. I'm assuming that's what the back of the package says. I'm going to have to trust it. Okay. Oh, here's another good one. So I've been really stressed about my okra because where I planted my okra got super weedy and okra is taking a little longer to, it's like a 10 to 14 day sprouting as opposed to um, some of the things that are like seven to 10 day, you know what I mean? So anyway, in the 10 to 14 days, I say, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have known what I meant a while back. I'm just saying there's anyway, in these 10 to 14 days, Oh my goodness, there was just like this huge weed attack where the okra was. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, because I didn't want to hoe those weeds away and accidentally scrape up my baby okras because that's my thing I really want. And so I, you know, I got some advice from older people. I take that back. More experienced gardeners. How about that? Who said, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine you know, like, yes, that's the way it is. It's tough, but that's the way it is. Sometimes you have to live with something for a while. Do what you can do 
live with it for a while with it being better. Okay. The space is better. You've gotten out the stuff that you knew you could get out with. And then things will naturally reveal themselves like, oh, this is how this should work in this space. That's one of the things I do with decluttering. Okay. Like I did a YouTube video a week or so ago where I had, you know, when we first moved in, I was like overwhelmed. I said, just hang up your clothes, Dana, just hang up your clothes. So I hung up my clothes. And then after a couple of months, I was like, oh, okay. Now I know how I should run things in my closet, what kind of organizing I should do in here because I've lived with it for a while. Where if I had just said, oh, how am I going to organize this closet? How am I going to organize this closet? I might still be living out of the boxes and I might still not have had them put up, you know, but it's like, do what you can do. And then know that living with something for a while is going to teach you something. And another thing too, that I, I find this so true, and that is the part of the value of just starting with the trash, whatever, is one of the ladies said, because I showed her a picture and I was like, I don't know, is this, the, and she goes, she said, honey, that's what everything looks like in the beginning. She said, everything looks the same when it first sprouts, which I am learning that. Like, you know, now it's like a definite squashy leaf or zucchini leaf or green bean leaf or whatever. But in the beginning, they all look exactly the same. They all have like the two little, not exactly the same, but you know what I mean? Like it's two little leaves that come up. And she was like, she goes, that could be anything. She's like, just wait. It's okay. It's okay. You know? And I'm like, that's my thing is the more that I do the trash and the blah, 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 I'm down there. I'm seeing things. Everything looks the same in the beginning. But the more that I do, I start to recognize. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm down here. I am looking closely at something, not too close because then I would need my glasses, but you know what I mean? So I'm pulling things out. And as I do that, I start to see, oh, okay, yes, I can identify, oh yeah, that's a weed. I don't have to look underneath to see if the underneath of the weed is purple. I can recognize it from the top now. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yes, I've seen a million of these. I now know this one's a weed and I can pull it. So it's that experience and that momentum is so incredibly powerful, both in gardening and in, um, what am I talking about? Oh, decluttering. Okay, there's a lot of power in daily visits. You know, I, I told y'all this recently, but I mean, that asparagus, yes, it's been lovely and fantastic to have, but I really think a big part of the value of it at this point, again, I have no idea what's going to happen when I get into the heat of the Texas summer and if I'm actually going to keep this going or not. I don't know, but it has had so much value to get me out there every day. I mean, like it, it gets me out there every day because I have to cut it every single day. Because it grows. Sometimes I have to cut it twice a day because it's amazing how fast it grows. It's so cool. But like just having that out there, having this success, having this habit makes me go look, be in the space. And that just, that helps so much overall in the process. When I just close the door, walk away, try to pretend like something doesn't exist, that space both grows in clutter and grows in how overwhelmed it makes me feel which then makes me put off even longer actually dealing with it, okay? So the actual being in the space, going in the space, I think this is that look, look, always look. Like the more you, if you will just go in there, be in there, no commitment on all this other stuff, but just being there, it really does start to shift in your brain. Okay, now I know what I'm dealing with. Now I know that this is the thing I could do next and it just makes a big, a big impact. And also with the small successes, are so powerful. I, I mean, they really are. Like, there is just something so exciting about the fact that 
I, we've been eating asparagus, you know, and it's kind of getting to the end of asparagus season. And I am so excited because I saw two little green tomatoes on my tomato plants. And I was like, okay, this will keep me coming out here. I need, you know, I'm hoping that it will kind of something will start growing as something else is, is done. But with that, when I mention asparagus season, I mean, there's part of me that's like, my first asparagus season is kind of over, you know, so last I think it was last Wednesday, that so the week of Easter, I had cut asparagus like every single day. And we had like two and a half pounds. And then my family members were like, I don't like asparagus, like extended family. And so we didn't eat much of it. But we we plowed through that. I love asparagus, my favorite, except for okra. You know, so we kind of got through that while I was still going and I was getting a lot. And then Wednesday was like, oh, my word, there's so much asparagus. Like, this is crazy. I think Wednesday morning of last week or afternoon, maybe I picked an entire pound in one day. Like I was impressed. I don't know if that's impressive or not, but I was like so excited that I picked. I mean, I came in and weighed it because it was like, oh my goodness. I was like, wow, it's really, really coming alive. Well, then the next day I went out there and I was like, oh, first of all, it's harder to see my asparagus because this patch is looking different. It's getting all these like ferny things that are suddenly appearing and kind of make it hard to see. And then I would dig and I would look and I'd be like, not dig, you know, actually dig for asparagus, but I would like look through and I'm like getting it, but I'm like, wow, it's just slowed way down. And I went, I think asparagus season is ending. And it just made me think about the parallel with decluttering or really the parallel with clutter. You know, I used to bring so much stuff in my home trying to prepare to be ready for things, all the things that could possibly happen in the future, things that were going to happen in the future, things I was pretty sure was going to happen, that I was maybe sure was going to happen, that I hoped was going to happen, whatever. I would bring all this stuff in. And I realized now that there were times where I missed the season as it was happening because I was so focused on the being prepared for other things. And and I'm not saying that there's an exact parallel here, except that this whole seasons of life, we call it seasons of life because seasons are real things. And they come and then they go. I mean, like, I'm still getting a few asparagus, but it's not the same. And I did not know. I, I did not know that it was about to be over. And I'm so glad that the people we bought our house from had texted my husband and said, Hey, it's asparagus season. I remember a month ago. And so I'd started going out there and doing that because I might've missed it completely if I didn't, if I didn't know. And it just made me think how, you know what? Things are meant to pass in and out. You know, there's a season for things. There's a time where I have to take advantage of this time right now, because it's not going to be right now forever. It's going to be over at some point. And there's, I can't just dig my heels in and say, no, keep growing asparagus. I can't do that. It's over. And there may be another phase of the season that I don't know about. So anyway, but I'm just saying, 
Seasons are real and there are seasons of life. And I always say my right now life deserves priority in my space first. I have to give priority to what we are living and doing right now for what my family needs right now. Because right now is going to be gone and over. And if I've been so focused on all the things I'm collecting for possibilities in the future that we weren't, we didn't have the space or the room or the function or the bandwidth to actually do and appreciate the right now stuff, I'll miss it. It'll be gone. I feel like I'm being really profound right now, but it's possible I'm not. I don't know. It makes it really blah. Whew. I do have a kid graduating in less than a month. Oh boy. Um, so this season stuff hits me really hard. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to end it there. Oh, the Take Your House Back course is open. It is open and you want to make sure that you go and sign up. Okay. There is an all day declutter on May 7th. But if you are new to the course, I recommend you get it in plenty of time ahead of that um, so that you can go through the modules, learn the process, all that. So you'll be ready for all day declutter because all day declutter is not us teaching you how to declutter. It's us talking you through it. So you can get a lot done in one day. Um, you also don't have to do the all day declutter either if you don't want to. There's all the values in the course itself. So, um, but yeah, go to takeyourhouseback.com if you want to find out more about joining that course. All right. I am... Um, gonna let y'all go. Bye.